¿Estás escuchando? Radio Primavera Sound. ¿Estás escuchando? Radio Primavera Sound. Proudly presented by Cooper. RPS. Welcome to the Weekly Review, a cultural exchange between two members of the adult society and a bright young person who faces a hopeless future of destruction, apocalypse and horror, but manages to find little crumbs of hope in small corners of the internet. Like the latest Paris Fashion Week, Kim Kardashian's adventures as a single person, or Pamela Anderson's new eagerly awaited show. Today, we have to talk about The Batman, the latest film about Gotham's finest detective slash caped crusader starring everyone's favorite brooding pale actor, Robert Pattinson. Not only that, but Nelufa Yanya's second record is our album of the week. It is titled Painless and it is a joy. Atlanta is the home of Southern rap, trap and possibly the best show on television ever after Twin Peaks. We shall comment on Donald Glover's show since they're about to premiere the third season of Atlanta. Pack it up, pack it in. Let us begin. <laughs> track by over mono uh, they're so good <laughs> they they too. yeah I, i have very fond memories of when we were djing at the niche style forum and we were meant to be all kind of like keeping it cool and calm and you just went straight in with some over mono uh, <laughs> really really hard and the look on your face of utter delight will stay with me too. <laughs> it's because wow there's so there's so much there there are a lot of fun to mix into any kind of dj sets um Uh, by the way, today is March 9th. Yesterday was March 8th. Did you go to the Women's March? Yes, I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yesterday you were able to speak. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you silly, silly girl. <laughs> I love it making people uncomfortable on my March 8th. I went to the night march on... Like, not March as in the month, but yeah. in the what you do. Um, night, yeah. yeah. Like the demonstration thing. Um, on March 7th, like at night, because they have like a special one. And then I just stayed a bit on the official one the next day. But I had, I had to go very quickly. I felt a little bit guilty because I really wanted to go to, you know, as a, as a supporter of, of the movement or whatever. And, and especially take my daughter. Mm. But it was raining. Yeah. And I always feel like I, there's always some shitty excuse for me to stay home. Like, oh, it's raining. I don't want the baby to get cold and stuff. And it's like, that's not how revolutions are started. Yep, I, I feel continue. you. Yeah. A part of me was like, do I care that much about feminism? <laughs> it's <laughs> raining. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but my It question is, are, are men welcome? Because I'm still a little bit like I still need a few guidance for dummies when it comes to certain things like the 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 the, the 8 8 8 8 8th of march mm -hmm. 
like every time I see the the footage of you no know, Instagram stories, I see seas of women. Mm -hmm. I see very few men. Are men welcome at the? Yeah, at the big generic one, I, I think so. There are special ones that are non mixed. Like you can, it's just for women. Uh -huh. um, but at, I think the the official one that happens and everyone goes is is for both genders. But yeah, yeah I. I don't expect a man to be on the front line of the demonstration, but they can be there. Like, just not take the full attention and be screaming the most, and but they can go and support. I, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you know, especially if you want, yeah, like you said, I, I want my daughter to be in, going to these um, demonstrations from the first years and stuff. I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, you know, to, to instill, the, to encourage, and not only to go to that, you know, to go to any kind of manifestation, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where equality, where, I don't know, where, mm -hmm. where social justice is pursued. And obviously you want the aerial photo in the newspaper to be as large as possible, mm -hmm. no? The, the multitudes yep. and stuff. But I still, I'm always so clumsy. It's like, yeah, I, I want to go, but... Uh, no, but when you, I, I like that when you don't know about something, just ask people who m may answer you and may know about it more than you do. Just like I do in other movements that I want to be part of, but it it's not about me. Yeah, yep. I have to. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, um, yeah. Thank you for not shaming me for, <laughs> for my question, Ben. How did you? Uh, uh, how did, did you celebrate how Women's did you Day? Celebrate? <laughs> no, I uh, know. Sorry, uh, what I wanted to say is because my girlfriend at the end of the day she said. You didn't, no me has felicitado, you didn't um, felicitate, um, wish me, wish me a happy International Women's Day. I thought, well, because that seems a bit paternalistic yeah, or is. condescending, like, oh, happy It was a trap. It was a trap. If you said it, he, she would be like, no, because it's not a celebration. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a celebration. There's nothing to be happy about. You know, every day should be uh, this. Th we should be reivindicando. Re, uh, re mm -hmm. uh, how do you say that in English? We should be re demanding. Demanding what is demanded on 8th yeah. of March. Although I understand that if we're going to be systematic every day on the calendar, we should, you know, there's so many things to be demanded. I, I may have told you about this before, but there's a British comedian called Richard Herring and who used to basically every International Women's Day, what he would do is he'd put himself on Twitter like, the whole day and obsessively look for people who were saying, well, when's International Women's Day? Uh, International Men's, Men's Day, Day. <laughs> and then respond, oh, it's uh, October the 8th or, or whatever it is. <laughs> and just like, but like totally, totally like, Sort of neutral, sort of in, yeah, totally, totally deadpan. Be like, oh yes, the, the information you're looking for is October or whatever, <laughs> and just like, uh, I don't think he does it anymore because can you imagine how you know? You can spend an entire lifetime just answering idiots on, <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, waste of time. Anyway, uh, but in the internet can be a waste of time, but it's also a source of uh, distraction. Sometimes it's quite needed. It can be being distracted with frivolous things isn't always the worst antidote for the unease that media produces by alerting us of all that's wrong with the world uh, so thank you mar for bringing <laughs> all the collection of stories that you're bringing today yeah Take because it it's it's been a long time since i did like a like not a rapid fire like generic recap on everything because i'm never like <laughs> quick on anything i hmm. always take the longest time but uh, yeah i wanted to do like a recap on what's going on not in the world because um there's happening a lot of things and I have no 
information about them because I'm dumb, but I do have information on the most irrelevant, frivolous, uh, unimportant stuff. So that's why I'm here um, to, to recap on, on what you should not care about, but I do. So <laughs> there we go. The world is not ending. Everything's fine. And you should totally listen to me say the most stupid stuff. So let's begin <laughs> with Fashion Week. Fashion. Woo! Turn to the left. Fashion. And Turn to the left. Basically, nothing much happened on Fashion Week, so I, I cannot even make it so it sounds interesting. It, it wasn't like um, maybe, but I, I thought I cannot skip on, on talking about Fashion Week when I'm saying I will talk about the relevant stuff. So there we go. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what I can say to make it sound like a bit interesting is Balenciaga had the best show of the ones I saw. Um, not that I saw the full show, but I saw like pics on Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it just comes to prove that Demna is one of the best um, creative directors there are now. And just just by the the looks of the catwalk, you you like can see that he's so creative and and in a sense that not a lot of brands are, are managing to, to be this relevant and interesting now. Um, and the catwalk was like this kind of snowstorm and, and the models looked like they were trying to fight against the wind to, to make it through the catwalk. It, it was mm. so cool to see. And even the, the invitations to the, to the show, which normally um, I feel like brands like put a lot of effort in that. They're always looking so cool. But these ones were especially cool because it was like you got um, an like uh, an iPhone case, not not a case, but like if you got a new iPhone and then you open the the box and it was a cracked iPhone inside, mm. and when you turn it, it was um, you could see the the place, like the address and your name engraved in this cracked iPhone, and I thought like who thought of that? Like, wow. and then this got people talking about if maybe this collection is a collaboration with Apple because a few of the pieces were like making references to Apple, like think different and stuff. So maybe there's a Balenciaga fit Apple collection coming, mm. like Batmans and stuff like that always. And Supreme, they collab with the weirdest brands. So <gasps> maybe... Did you, speaking of Supreme, the, the other competitor, its largest... Did you see the Palace advertisement with Elton John? They've done oh, a collaboration. No. Palace, the, the yeah. uber cool skate mm. brand that only sells uh, online mm. in some place, and they, they have a few stores, but in London and stuff. Uh, they've done a, you know, they're, 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 they do the best collaborations. Uh, they, they really create moments in pop culture, and they've done one with Elton John. And seeing Elton John with this velvet uh, tracksuit with uh, his... Hello, tracksuit. <laughs> oh, my word. Yes. And, and it's got the Palace logo on one breast and the, the big E engraved on the other. And he's like with his glasses being being Elton John in his house. It's just the coolest moment in pop culture, uh, you know, between a skate brand and, you know, the, one of the most flamboyant pop stars ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very on point. Yeah, Continue. the cool thing is doing like the most random collabs and then you will get the attention of everyone. Yeah. And speaking of cool, um, of White did its first show since Virgil passed mm-hmm. and it was like every celebrity was there. Um, every 90s model came for Virgil and, and walked the, the runway and all the cool models now um, also were there and to pay homage to, to him. And Kendall Jenner was also there because yeah. she's been um, with Off White for a long time. Um, but she really tried to, to kill Virgil for a second time because the the walk she did, she 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 has to work on her walk. I feel like, and I'm really? not I'm not one who, who don't like I, I'm no expert, but I I can see how other models have. 
a bit more expertise on on the walk and maybe it's not Kendall's strong suit and it's I don't know what Kendall's strong suit is but <laughs> it's not the walk but I thought she you know because she's so tall yeah what 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 do you mean like was it like a duck walk was it a it weird... was like weird it was like slow-mo super weird it didn't fit I I it was like cringy but a bit I feel like Kendall's stick is being um cringy well, maybe that was, maybe she was trying to do something like a bit different. Like she's just saying, "I'm not like all you other models. Look, I can do this," and it maybe didn't quite come off. It didn't I... come off at all like that. But if that was she was trying, she, she, I don't know. I mean, after that Pepsi commercial, Kendall. I mean, I, I forgive Kendall because you know she's young. You know, she's allowed to make mistakes. But uh, um, but this whole thing of turning everything into a performance, without no, because mm. a lot of people are trying to get away with. Mm, I don't know, with murder by saying, oh, it's performance, you know, it's art and stuff. And, and, and I'm imitating, I'm, I'm using real life because it's going to be seen through Instagram. If I do something weird, I can call it performance art and get away with it. It's like, uh, nigga, please. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, continue. yeah, continuing with fashion and weird collabs, Heaven, which is the like grungy, angsty teen brand that's owned by Mark Jacobs. Uh -huh. And that's everywhere on TikTok because everyone... Um, young loves heaven and oh, I heaven is owned by mark jacobs yeah. i was wondering where's mark jacobs he was always everywhere when any kind of fashion week was being talked about he's killing it with heaven but ah. i i think he just is like a mecenas i don't know what how would you say that in uh, English, like a patron like yeah he i don't think he has full creative like i think he gives a lot of creative um, freedom to young creators right. that understand what young people would want mm -hmm. and as he's like not the youngest but he he has eye for other people who could understand and and that's why heaven is everywhere and every person on tiktok um, on fashion tiktok at least loves heaven and they came out with a an amazing campaign um which is amazing because just as we said when you make the weirdest collapse it's when it works yeah and it has like this diverse like array of artists beginning with um, young lean which makes total sense um with heaven and and is perfect for the brand there's also steve lacy who is the coolest the person ever mm. and sky ferreira who only comes out of her cave ever Every once, every three full moons, <laughs> and and she came out for heaven. So you know that the brand um, has their contacts because who manages apart from Primavera, who managed to get her on on the lineup, and um, also heaven managed to to get her out of her cave. Wait, on this year's lineup? Yeah, right? this guy is coming. Oh, because she was I'm on the sure, lineup a yeah. few years ago, but she cancelled. I think apparently I... she said she's she's oh, no. putting out new music, but. You know, you, we can never trust singers who haven't put out music for a long time. But maybe she is because she's out for heaven. So maybe she will also be here. But it gets even better than... Well, not even better, but but it gets weirder. Uh -huh. There's also Mena Suvari, who is the American <gasps> beauty actress. Yeah. And she like recreates the scene, um, but with a heaven bodysuit. And, and it's iconic because we don't see her that much. And then she came out and did the campaign. And... To top it all off, this weird, already weird, like, combination, there's Nicki Minaj in heaven, which 
doesn't make sense at all because heaven is like alt, alternative, underground, whatever. And Nikki is complete opposite of that. And when she's wearing heaven and, and it just is the perfect combination of things you wouldn't expect. And she agreeing to do that, uh, to me, it's, it's amazing. I love this brand. I love how you can really tell young people are behind this and all these ideas. And I love that Marc Jacob is like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And, and, and I will pay for it because it will work. Everyone's uh, profiting of it. Ah. And finally, I could not uh, like finish this uh, fashion section um, without talking about the Miu Miu set that everyone's wearing. And <laughs> as someone said on Twitter, the Miu Miu skirt set is being passed around like a blunt. Because literally, I, I'm, even if you're not into fashion, I feel like, Ben, you know what I'm talking about. Like Maybe you don't follow all these fashion accounts on, uh, on, on Instagram or whatever. And you, when I say the Miu Miu set, you already know what it is. Because it's... Everywhere. There's, I haven't seen a celebrity not wearing the Miu Miu set. Like, um, from Nicole Kidman in the Vanity Fair um, cover, which was amazing, to Bimini Bombulas, um, Paloma El Cesar in the ID co um, oh, cover as well. Oh, that really, really short miniskirt. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the, the office um, attire, but just cut out to the max and making it mini mini extra mini I, I love the fact you gave me enough time to actually look that up so <laughs> I wouldn't be faced with yeah. not knowing what it was and now, you, yeah I know what it is you have seen it multiple times and even if you try to escape it you will not escape the Miu Miu set is here to haunt us all everyone's worried and it, if I had to list every single celebrity that's worn this set um, or anyone at all we would stay <laughs> here for hours so I'm saying follow. you can follow on account if if you want to see who every single person that's worn this, you can follow an Instagram account called the Mew Mew Set at Mew Mew Set that <laughs> it is made just to keep up with every single person. Like yesterday, the um, Australian bow came out, and who was wearing the Mew Mew Set on the cover? Lord was wearing the Mew Mew Set. Like oh every God. single magazine is, is can featuring I just that. Can say I don't like clothes where <laughs> at all. we should all be naked. Exactly, <laughs> liberate yourselves for crying out. Um, I'm not that keen on things where the pockets that, hang beneath. The, when but you see the pockets, it's fashion. Mm. It, you have to break the rules. I know, but it's, some, yeah, yeah, but it's not breaking the rule because loads of people have done it. There's something. Yeah, take that, Mimi. I love it when the, the universe <laughs> agrees on certain things. Like there's, you know, some people try mm -hmm. and be edgy by, oh no, I'm gonna like wear something that's like against the grain. But sometimes there's a thing called aesthetics and the eye, and you know, sometimes your eyes bleed. And it is true, Ben. I I totally yeah. agree. Maybe with you me. have to see it a couple thousand more times until you like it. <laughs> you will. I know, but there's, it's just something that I, you know, like when you. You would, like, if you had like a piece of crumb on the side of your lip, I'd have to like, please, you know, take, clean yeah, your, yeah, yeah. It's like you want it to be right. A or if someone piece. leaves a tap on, it's yeah. like, close the tap, you're wasting water. Th those those pockets need to be... Yeah, it's like keeping the, the tap on where you brush your teeth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Middle-aged men have spoken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the Mew Mew set. <laughs> exactly. That's the opinion of men Teeth. on the Mew Mew set. <laughs> smaller pockets. You will end up loving it. I, I feel like... That's what they're trying to do. We will put it everywhere. Every second of your life, you will be seeing this set until you end up loving it. I, I want, yeah, it would be cool if there was like the male version of this skirt. I think there's, um, I don't know who it was, an, a Korean actor that's on wearing this set and he looks amazing on with the set on. So it's not like a gendered set. You can wear it if you're a man. Like. But you've got to wear really tight underwear to not... Um, <laughs> disclose anything that people or, don't or you, you can be showing your boxers it, it 
fashion has no rules. No, same like, thing, same thing. I can't stand it when let's the boxer shorts uh, peer out of the shorts. Oh, no, 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 that, no. That's how no. you would look <laughs> if you wore the... It's not showing. Yeah, like, but if Koreans look so good in everything... They're, they're so <laughs> I would have to not eat for about a year, I, know. I think, or roughly to... Maybe just a bowl, a, a, a spoonful of muesli. <laughs> we have time. We can next um, episode come with the Miu Miu set. But, by the way, the famous Vanity Fair cover with uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman looking super she slim. Looks amazing. Well. Amazing. Yeah. Do you think there was Photoshop here or is there uh, a story behind this? Is I, she like against Photoshop? I don't think. Maybe there's like ultra saturation in, in each cover of this Vanity Fair yeah. number. But I don't think there's... well not that in her body like i think she's that slim because i've seen other people wearing the Miu Miu set and and just flaunting that they're not that slim so it's mm. not like um skinny praising with the Miu Miu set like everyone can wear it but moving on with fashion because we're all fed up by now with all the fashion we've talked um <laughs> and i'm gonna move to a topic that I would never talk about. I would not care at all normally. But here I am. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about a superhero movie. Yay! Who am I? <laughs> I What's don't happened? know anymore. What's going on? But there's an explanation like everything in life. Or maybe not everything. But yes, in this case. Um, the, the thing is, it's played by the hottest people on earth. So, meaning Robert Pattinson mm. and Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. So that makes it very rapidly move to something that would be irrelevant to me, so to you as well, I guess. <laughs> and okay, thanks. To, to the most important thing... Not relevant thing. to Johan, look at his face. <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands. <laughs> to the most important thing, because it's not a superhero movie, let's get it correct. It's, it's bisexual propaganda. Oh. Because with these two people... That's what this movie is. Let's not get it wrong. How That's so? Wait, wait, yeah, did Robert are, are Pattinson ever? Because you suggest? see these, you see these people on screen, and you're like, I want them both. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, ah, okay, okay. I okay. cannot decide. I want them both. Well, I, I know want that she's... them both to marry me, <laughs> and we can live happily ever after in a cabin in the mountains. Yes, uh, and and they. Yes. Uh, It's bisexual propaganda. That's my stance. And you will not change my mind because I'm always correct. (laughs) I I have to say I agree that Robert Pattinson moves, stirs something in me that that usually isn't stirred by a man. And and, and (laughs) I I, I really think he cannot be, he cannot suck on screen. Like, it's true that I was, I watched Twilight. I wasn't really invested in it or anything, but... Everything I've seen him, especially since Good Time, the Safdie Brothers movie, mm-hmm. and obviously he 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 tries his hardest at being at, at choosing edgy roles and mm-hmm. edgy movies and stuff. But he's really good. He j- and what I like about Robert Pattinson is he does. Whenever you see him in interviews, he's not like one of these tortured method actors like Jeremy Strong from Succession or Daniel Day Lewis or Paul Dano who who does a fantastic job as the Riddler in this The Batman. Like Robert Pattinson always kind of. He's always like, like laughing nervously because he's kind of winging it, and he and he. I, I think he he's suffers like from tr- uh, imposter feel, syndrome. Uh, no, I feel like he's a troll. Like he's trolling everyone. Like in interviews, he just goes there and trolls people. And and that's what I wanted to say. Like, um, if the movie wasn't enough, we got a lot of promotion out of it. Out of like every single movie, they like big companies put out. There's a lot of promotion, so a lot of interviews, and we got a lot of interviews with Robert Pattinson, which are always excellent because he's like a kind of weird uh, character yeah. and I love seeing them I like and the fact he's into chairs 
he, he says the most random stuff, and and I have a couple <laughs> things like that I highlighted from the things he they he has said, <laughs> which. What, like designer I, chairs? Is he, he like. He designs chairs. Wait, wait. It's coming, it's coming. Um, and he said in one of them, like, he even got to the point to defend Twilight, which he has been trying to escape for a long time. So I, I love seeing this character character development because when the, they were asked about Twilight or something, and Zoe Kravitz said she hadn't seen the films, and, and Robert Pattinson's answer was, I loved it because he said it was very 2010 to hate on Twilight. And he's <laughs> so correct. Like, who hates on Twilight now? No one does. It's an excellent movie and an excellent cast and an excellent soundtrack everything I love Twilight um, <laughs> but just two of my favorite highlights with uh, which Ben has spoiled already sorry <laughs> <laughs> just to prove that he's my soulmate like uh, there's no one on earth that will be more my soulmate than Robert Pattinson in my head is <laughs> maybe it's a weak rabbit <laughs> but <laughs> um, in the JTU feature he got which I don't know if you've seen I probably you I have read, I read the one but it came out before he even released uh, Tenet no? no, because it just, it's the second oh, one. Oh, And me. the photo shoot they've done for this second one, um, it's amazing. It's uh, one of the best photo shoots I have seen in a long time. I To the point I had to run to the kiosk, apparently yeah. that's an English word, um, to buy it <laughs> immediately. I ha It's been a long time since I've bought like a, a print magazine, but I had to do it for this one because it's iconic. I know I will be very happy when I'm old that I bought this uh, magazine and then... I will not sell it on eBay, but I could um, in 50 years. Huh. Um, oh, it's the one where he looks like Billy Idol on the cover, yeah? With the blonde hair and the chain. Yeah, and, and the photos are like kind of this ethereal, weird, um, gothic, but also modern, um, matrix kind of look. It's amazing. I, I love the photo shoot, love the, the guy that did it. Um, but in not only the photo shoot is amazing, he says the weirdest stuff as well. Um, and he reveals that... What happens actually in interviews is that he just lies. <laughs> like <laughs> he was referring to a, like a 2009 interview um, in which he said that he hadn't washed his hair in six weeks and <laughs> that he didn't really believe in hygiene. And like he just says stuff, and I just love him because I do love lying as well. Like I, I would do an interview and just lie because I could. Like there's there's no harm in in saying like oh yeah I don't believe in showering, like and that's it. You you just lie. And that then in another one he said like oh yeah when I was little I went to a circus and I saw a clown die so I've never <laughs> been to a circus again and that just was a straight up lie and who, who cares if it's real or not yeah like, but the whole thing about hygiene there were rumors around the time when he was dating mm -hmm. uh, Kirsten Stewart that he he wasn't the most hygienic actor working in Hollywood like apparently yeah it was part of his thing I don't know he got away with smelling yeah, maybe he, in another interview I saw, he said he smells like crayons. And I'm like... Maybe? Good smell, good smell. <laughs> yeah, maybe he does. But there's a theory that washing your hair with shampoo isn't the best thing for your hair. And there's like, I've, I've read, mm -hmm. I think it was Guido Palau, a very famous fashion hairdresser, one of the top hairdressers working in, in, in the world of fashion. He recommended uh, not using shampoo, but just like, just water mm -hmm. and, and rubbing it with those uh, special uh, silicon kind of... Yeah. Um, um, combs. I don't know. I I can't do it. I've tried it, and I immediately uh, secrete these kind of this this natural grease. That I, I think if you don't do it for like six weeks or something, 
the rumor is your hair becomes self-cleaning. I've never, I've never done it, but that was always the rumor. Six weeks, just like Robert Pattinson. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay, maybe he wasn't something. Maybe he was lying, but he shouldn't have lied. What does Goop say? I'm sure Goop. Well, Goop always wants to sell you yeah. some kind yeah, of product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would sell a, or they like, will sell you like the special non-shampoo, the water substance. shampoo. <laughs> yeah, it's like water in a. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should sell <laughs> that. <laughs> yes. It's like use this water. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, hang on, Goop. Do, do you want to know what Goop says about shampoo? What? Why your shampoo should be simpler. There we go. It should be water or air. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it should be uh, Goop uh, shampoo. Goop, which yeah. Goop <laughs> Getox Himalayan Salt Scalp Scrub Shampoo. Yours for $45. Let's go. Oh, well, <laughs> $45. We, I always think, look to the, the, the places in the world where people have the best natural hair. India, Peru... They have like incredible hair, like really thick. Obviously, genetically, they have like thick black hair that yeah, it's a different thing. But um, what do they, people used to tie in, oh, Peruvians eat a lot of quinoa and stuff. So maybe if you like grow up on a diet of quinoa, you'll have really good hair all Look, your life. I have never, ever heard the uh, this, that Peruvians have very good hair. Haven't you seen well, a yeah, Peruvian I, person? But I didn't know that quinoa. Yeah, yeah. But they I've, have like the best hair. I, I don't see, I've never met a bold Peruvian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a bold, yeah, bold Indian, maybe a person from India. But um, but you know, yeah. well, I was I always just remember the Dave Chappelle's joke about how if a black woman sees it, no. Because, Is it a girl? Are oh we God. going okay, to say I'm something God. I'm going to repeat the joke just to not get myself in thick water. It's like he was making a joke about how black women are in, in America are obsessed with uh, weaves, right? Mm -hmm. uh, artif adding artificial hair to make more volume in their hair. So it's like, Indian woman, if you see a black woman on the street, run! <laughs> because they will try to take your hair. Because most of the hair imported for yeah. hair weaves comes from India. Um, blah, little silly data there. <laughs> Do you know what? Controversially, right? One of the most uh, popular hairless dogs come from Peru. Oh, from Peru. the Peruvian hairless that, dog. Because they don't feed them humans. quinoa. <laughs> I don't know. They give them anything else. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm obsessed. Hair is everything, as Fleabag famously said. As, yeah, uh, another thing I loved about Robert Pattinson in, in one of his interviews with Jimmy Kimmel, I think it was, he was like saying, you know, Zoe Kravitz, she studied the uh, big the, yeah. uh, big cats like lions and stuff to see how they moved, mm -hmm. how they pounced on, on, on their prey and stuff. And so Robert Pattinson's like, like the least method actor he's like oh i guess i should research so what do bats do and he's like oh yeah well apparently bats like to bite off, as a way of attacking they like to bite off the the anuses of their adversaries <laughs> <laughs> they do what and he just that, now that's a batman I film i would watch <laughs> and train you know so there's me like watching the batman seeing if in any of the fights he actually goes for the anus of their enemies and stuff um <laughs> But no, I, he doesn't. I, he didn't. <laughs> he a, couldn't work it into. Or I think he did try to sort of talk about it with Matt Reeves. Is like, this is what bats do. Can we work <laughs> it into a scene? And Matt was like, uh, no. <laughs> thank you for your idea. Uh, we'll take it into account, but uh, just go work on your voice. Apparently, his method acting included like he's not a method actor, but his research included playing like Sonic for hours on end and and playing the the part. Apparently, there's like a side in which Sonic is like Shadow Sh Sonic, and he played that for hours on end. And he was like, yeah, because Batman is like um, Sonic because um, he gets this shadowy part of him and blah blah blah. <laughs> Like what are you saying? Like you know, just the, the no, that's like.
like when you're like you know when the kids are there and they're like oh what how do they be playing video games for eight hours like yes it's homework it's homework <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do like research like yeah basically <laughs> Robert, how old is Rob Patterson these days 35 35 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, okay. and another thing that's amazing is like look he's been picked up by Warner Brothers right mm-hmm. like imagine it's not just the money the responsibility the liability like if you say something you give away something you know you're breaching a contract you can get like serious penalties for like messing up with the plans that the the the, the film studio has for this big franchise uh one of the things that every actor who's been tasked with becoming the batman is the the getting mm-hmm. fit for the role right beefing up christian bale ben affleck uh, even michael keaton back in the day everyone beefed up and robert pattinson's was like he's the least beefed up Batman. Like there's even a, a shot where he's without a t-shirt, moving furniture around his his really gothic flat, uh, uh, and uh, he's like quite skinny. Like the arms, they have no kind of muscle tone or anything. His back is, and it's like, hang on a minute. We're seeing you like giving these punches, like these incredible punches, but it's like you're like <laughs> you're old, you're super skinny. And he said, he's like, look, he was terrible. He was like, they gave him this special diet and stuff. And he was like, just not like, not working at it at Mm -hmm. all. Plus it was made during lockdown. Can I say something about this GQ article? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't well, spoil it again. I, I want to say that. Look, I don't want to be rude about about fellow journalists, right? I am. Loads of really fascinating stuff comes out in this. So why does it start? He is exceptionally handsome. Because Why? he is. Why? Yeah, but what a boring way of starting. Like he's going to even give you all of this stuff about like you know making chairs and stuff, and it starts with like the most incredibly yeah, banal thing you could say. That's the first thing I said when I started talking about him. Like he's so hot. Oh my god! And then you get into the the the, 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 the intricacies. Quirky, yeah. the, so, but look, just start off your article like. Robert Pattinson likes chairs. That's so much more interesting. I, 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 I celebrity interviewing is shit. Oh, I love puff pieces because, <laughs> as you know me. Um, but but so, before, yeah. before sorry, I, before Detail, I yeah. rain on your parade, just want can I make a reference to another thing he said in yeah, the previous yeah, GQ yeah. article before Tenet and, and came out and before it was confirmed he was going to play the Batman. All of a sudden, it, when he was doing this interview through Zoom because he was this was lockdown in in this was lockdown time, he was locked in this uh, flat that they procured for him in London. And uh, all of a sudden, he started talking about his entrepreneurial idea to create a pasta product, a uh, pasta <laughs> that you can microwave. And it details... Are, were you going to talk about that? No, okay. but I, I read that it as well. It is just bonkers. <laughs> like this, I, and, he, and he's like experimenting like with through this Zoom meeting, like showing this, this show cooking performance using like tinfoil. And he's like convinced that he's going to put it in an oven. And the journalist is like, look, the only thing you've got to remember is never put tinfoil in a microwave. He's like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's not a uh, microwave. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real oven. And all of a sudden it, it exploded and, it, and the lights went out. He's like, oh, yeah, it was a microwave. <laughs> and it's just like it, it, it's like super crazy uh, how could you not love this man like every single thing she, he does it it just gives you a, like a full-on conversation to talk about every single sentence like he, he's the best and i'm gonna say finally the chair part that not only do we both of us love lying but also we have in common that he's obsessed with chairs like he said um Okay, he's now trying the role of furniture designer and thinks about chairs in <laughs> incessantly. Like, <laughs> I've been obsessed with... I'm on chair talk. Like, TikTok. Like, there's a side of TikTok. Chair talk. Uh, yes. 
No. <laughs> yes. And I get all these uh, videos um, talking about chairs. Like th the world, I I'm not kidding now, the world of designer chairs yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. There was an exhibition in Casa Forum in Barcelona uh. about chairs and yes. I fully recommend it. It's very interesting. There's a lot of um, big designers that came out with very important chairs <laughs> and we have that in common. Like, who, Chairs who? are important. And, uh, so It sounds crazy to say like, I, I think about chairs in incessantly but I do and Robert Pattinson does as well and he apparently had um, has a studio in no had a studio in London where he attempted to make chairs but now he just make little chairs out of clay because it got too difficult to make actual <laughs> chairs so he makes little chairs out of clay and, and tiny that's furniture like, I love that I like can I be there with you like husband material he makes chairs out of clay little chairs out of clay oh. I Je yeah. Oh, okay, fan fan fan, uh, fan fantasy for a moment. Imagine, Mar, you and Robert Pattinson meet and you're going to get married. Can we, we come? Are. What? It's not a fantasy. And we and Ben and I are invited. <laughs> Thanks. What chair, if you could pick, what chair <laughs> oh, would God. you like uh, Ben and I to gift you as a wedding present with Robert Pattinson? Our Pats. What chair? What two chairs would you like? In Amazing your question. I, that's Johan. the best question I've ever gotten. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would have to think a lot about it. Maybe I would go for a classic or maybe I would be like, no, you design me a chair. <laughs> you make a chair We're out of chair play. designers. <laughs> we, we, we can... But we could... No, but hang on, hang on, hang on. We could then liaise with Robert, who would surely be really good mates with yes. at this point, you know, um, and get him to design a special chair and then we'd get it made, right? Yeah, but... Uh, oh. Yeah, Yes, that would be the <laughs> correct answer. Or if you want to get me the 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 Basili chair, like I think I would have to go for that. Yeah, I. Which one is? The, 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 I, I need to memorize the names of all these cats. You know, yeah, I, I'm I'm so basic. The, I'm like all oh, the Eames everyone, chair. Everyone. Oh. Yeah. Ah, know, the, wait, yeah. the one. Hang on, the one with the leather straps. Yeah, yeah and the metal the, the frame. The classical one, but I I feel like I will be a full-on adult when I have a. A replica of the Vasili chair. Yeah, I'm, 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 I've sat in the Vasili chair. I'm, it's not my favorite chair. No, it's chair. not. It's not. I like, it's never I like... the most comfortable chair. No. Um, the, the ones that are iconic. Oh, I don't like them at all. Or, yeah. or the, but, yeah. You I, stick it to them. I, I used to like, I was fantasized with having the, you know, that 70s space age, like the big circle, the big round white circle with the leather interior, you know, that you sit in. So especially, you know, when dreaming of listening to headphones, you know, putting your headphones on and having this little capsule seat. You know what is a really bad combination? The Vasily chair and the Mew Mew set. Uh -uh. Love oh, that. Yeah. I would be... Oh, no. I love that image. <laughs> no way. Uh, so iconic. Bad combination. Me on the Vasily chair with a Mew Mew set. And when you try to get up and it sticks to... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate it when oh. when, you, when when you've oh. got skin on, on, on leather in summer and, oh. and it sticks, you know, when it, it gets all sweaty and that sound of unsticking i like there to be wood i like the nordic kind of chairs i like polished wood mixed yeah. with uh, with yeah. cushion i guess i don't know yeah 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 I'm, I'm i'm very basic i like my swedish nordic stuff i'm I'm not over it yet can i put out a shout to my own shout to robert patterson yes apparently he uh another thing he did when he was making batman was to make ambient music oh right? he used to just in the batman suit <laughs> what? <laughs> if he ever wants to come on Line Noise he and talk about ambient music, he is very, very, very welcome. Mate, send yes. him a DM because you never know. He's so random, he'd probably yeah, say maybe yes. He, yeah, maybe he would. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah, but how many levels of assistance do you have to get through? You know, where am Ooh. I going to send him a D? You know, you know, 
Like, yep. Is he on Instagram? I don't think he is. No, I don't think man. He, no, he's not. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. He, he probably, he's probably one of these, you know, these celebrities that has an Instagram account, but like just to yeah. spy or just to, you know, be in touch with stuff. Um, can I talk about his? super secret after party special after party in new york <laughs> yeah. now or, or yeah yeah i'm i'm done i i think i've take, taken a lot of time well no talking because about well, robert pattinson no because you were you still haven't talked about kim kardashian and i wanted a link because oh, okay, okay. her friend in comments because i don't know if they're still together or if they ever were but her mm -hmm. friend pete davidson everyone's favorite saturday night live comedian hosted well he didn't host because he wasn't there but he he's opened his own bar called the pebble bar it looks amazing it's got four floors and it's like my god he's really making money because to buy to be able to or lease that kind of mm -hmm. property in new york city obviously he's got some very famous associates uh, uh he's got he's partnered with jason sudeikis mark ronson justin thoreau and nicholas what's it cousin greg in succession brown nicholas brown to open Pe the pebble bar so it's this beautifully designed a uh, lush kind of uh four-story old old townhouse not townhouse but it's 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 an old kind of venue in new york very new york very lush and uh he let it he let robert pattinson celebrate his batman premiere or just a party for celebrating his batman success um in this new venue which looks totally uh delirious and it's got like a fourth fourth uh fourth story very private room and it's got these lovely cozy sofas not so yeah leather chairs i like the sofa more than the chair actually i'm yeah, a sofa I, guy i could move from the chair dog to the sofa dog <laughs> thing is it looks like the kind of place like well, the other day we talked about the beatrice that the beatrice in that was nice and grungy mm -hmm. and decadent this looks a little bit too like it's designed to attract bros serving you know <laughs> really expensive bottle service and stuff you know but anyway pete davidson he also invested in a, a ferry the staten island an old staten island mm. ferry which he wants to turn into a restaurant comedy club anyway that's just something uh and that's just to link no but the, the, the thing i thought you were going to say that what did robert pattinson do in this party oh apparently they only played kanye <laughs> west music <laughs> and uh he was dancing all night and yeah and they played they only played kanye <laughs> music <laughs> including in the song in, that takes yeah. a dig at uh, pete davidson in um, pete davidson's uh, bar he only played kanye <laughs> <laughs> because he's just like that but i feel like um pete davidson was in that joke like he he has Obviously. said the, the 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 music video that kanye did was hilarious and stuff like that so yeah you totally laugh at that yes. ladies and gentlemen i have some news what i have just messaged robert patson official <laughs> on Let instagram go! the clock is ticking <laughs> will we get the response coming up to line noise our favorite well speaking yes. of hang on linking music to the batman there is uh there are a couple of scenes where the the the, the club the the mafia run club in the movie that appears throughout the film various in various moments various fight scenes is actually london's printworks that amazing industrial looking venue that i'd love to go and see fortet or anyone of those or a good techno dj set well they shot it there and the music soundtracking the fight scenes is a remix of peggy goo it's it's made the it's, peggy it's peggy goo definitely i'm not sure and kevin saunderson is it kevin saunderson did uh, a new track apparently the, oh a uh, peggy's is not like a new track it's just one of I hers think one is new one is old i think i'm not 100 it sure. didn't sound like peggy because it's like really thumping techno and obviously there's like 
the incredible punches, you know, you know, the the the, the pow, the pang, the, you don't see the pow, the pang, the alliterations, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like this muscly techno scene, and he's there, and it's looking so industrial. It's really cool. It's really it's a really good location. Yeah. And she's and he, donating her fee to humanitarian work in Ukraine. Very good, Peggy. Yeah. Very good, Peggy. Yes, Peggy. And it also proves my point that this film is bisexual propaganda <laughs> because who else is the hottest person ever apart from um, Robert and and Zoe Kravitz? Peggy Goo. She's amazing fashion killer, mm -hmm. um, amazing DJ. So even the soundtrack proves my point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, but uh, I, I was trying to link to what you were going to say about yeah, Kim Kardashian because um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian at, at the Balenciaga show, she wore oh, this very complicated yeah. yellow, like the 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 the, like the tape, tape that they tape, put yeah. the duct tape. Yeah. The, is it the ones that the police put to? Yeah, but it just said Balenciaga, Balenciaga, Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Yeah. But did um, it really make that noise? The, the have you seen videos of her trying to walk in that? And it, it's like, it, well, she was like, she couldn't even move. She looks like a robot, but she did it for the fashion. And now she is like, if that's the worst thing that I have to do, like putting on duct tape all over my body, I will do it because I'm finally single. I'm finally happy, and I don't have this like amount of not pressure, but having to deal with all the stuff that has been going on for her. We, we, I, I'm just, I feel so sorry for her, but she's been like the, <laughs> the, the best uh, dealing with this. Like I could very easily like turn to, to Kanye and make it worse and, and being like, who is the, who can scream the loudest? And, and she decided to be very trying to deal with everything um, privately and uh, I feel like everything is getting better for her but there, and that's it there's a small there's a weird link I'm going to make to this and it's that Please. look some people may not feel sorry for Kim Kardashian first of all because she's like the biggest millionaire <laughs> ever yep. it's like do, what, what, at what moment do we feel sorry for millionaires they have feelings too but um, uh, a lot of people would maybe discredit her unease because you know she did kind of perform at Kanye's listening party back last year mm -hmm. for the Donda one of the Donda listening sessions so it's like hang on a minute so you're like tired of your ex-husband but at the same time you still kind of no because mm, at that moment she wasn't harassed yet she was just co-parenting and, and giving creative um, support to her ex-partner but they were on good terms but then yeah. he decided to harass her yeah. and she was like okay I'm not I'm not on board with that but at the same time I think you can always expect Kanye to be Kanye I yeah, don't think she's that traumatized I, by you know and, and you know Chris Jenner is very good at keeping Kanye like eh it's kind of abusive what he did oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a terrible use yeah. of social media and, he, and it's shameful but what I wanted to link is a very interesting thing that I saw in the latest episode of Pam and Tommy or Tommy and mm -hmm. Pam I can't remember the order of the title where it's very good at saying you know there's a moment where Pamela Anderson is dealing with lawyers and the whole thing of how she tried to stop the sex tape from being published on the stills in in uh, Penthouse magazine and uh, she, she loses the case that, that's a true story and uh, she says you know it's always the same thing people discredit me because I posed for Playboy consent you know consensually and because i i made a career starring in a show where i'm wearing a bathing suit when my body has, has been violated because this 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 footage this personal private footage has been stolen and put out there you know they it's discredited me because i did these things and mm -hmm. it's very interesting because yeah. it, that's it's like it, it, it's very good that show is very good at highlighting hey, just because 
you you're a model or you have posed nude consensually for money in in playboy magazine doesn't give people the right to steal your image in other things and stuff like that i don't know it's a very kind of interesting debate and, and uh, it's a bit now that we're talking about this um it's a bit hypocrite of the show because it they're trying to put out this message which i completely agree and i love the show i think it's it's very well done but they didn't really get the consent from pam to put out this show so oh. it's kind of how can you talk about consent being taken off someone like taken away from someone yeah. and then putting out a show without the show about this without consent and that's why Pamela Anderson is back on Instagram to because she <laughs> she left um, social media with a message that said now that I'm settled into the life I'm generally inspired by reading and being in nature which go on go off <laughs> I'm free and then she left and now she's back yeah. um, because she said that she wants to, um, her own intimate and definitive documentary with Netflix um, to tell her own real story like yeah. she wants to have like their narrative um, once and for all and stop like people telling her story for her like yeah. and, and have finally like this is what I went through this is what I approve this is what I consent and, and that's it go Pam. Go Pam. Yeah, didn't she didn't she embrace like holistic kind of uh, alternative medicine <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. became super spiritual and I stuff? I love that for her. I I I I mean I'm totally in love with you know with with her as yeah, this strong this strong person, this Big icon. campaign for animal rights, isn't she? That's yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's been always mm, Yeah. And there's there's a moment where she has a, a very good meeting with Hugh Hefner, and he says something to her, or at least in the script of the series, he's like, "Don't let your uh, I'm gonna get this wrong. Don't don't you know you 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 have a value. Don't let the price that they're gonna pay for you determine the the your real true value or something like that." Damn it, I'm I'm useless with this. Uh, <laughs> when I watched it, it was like, oh, you know, and I was like with my mouth open, gaping open, like, hang on. How can I apply that to me? <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't understand what you meant, but I want to understand it because of anyway, yeah. Um, Peggy Goo. Peggy Goo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is from the Batman uh, troop. Okay, um, well, we, 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 we spent the whole show talking about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so we're barely leaving any time. Uh, just uh, We were going to talk about Atlanta, but first I think we should talk about the album of the week. Yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. Please, uh, Andre, do your magic and skip to Nilufer Yanya, if you can, on the playlist. Uh, because this is a wonderful album. It's a record that for some reason reminds me of the book, film and TV series High Fidelity, which curiously is uh, the, the, the TV series version is starred by um, Zoe Kravitz. So it's a good link. Uh, it's the kind of album made by the kind of artist the characters in 
high fidelity would unanimously applaud because it references so many things that are good, like bedroom pop, old-fashioned 90s indie, breezy vocals, and lyrics about feelings. <laughs> Subdued drama. Nothing Celine Dion would sing, but pretty emo-ish in the indie way. Um, ben, your take? I think it's absolutely fabulous. I loved her first album, um, Miss Universe, and I think this one is even better. And what I really, really love about her, and I say this about a, a few bands, but she really does have it, is it, it's like it's a very modern kind of indie pop record you know because like sometimes when uh, i think one of the reasons that, that like, indie pop isn't so popular among among people these days is you get bands who are doing it it just sounds like they're you know they were doing exactly the same thing in the 90s and i am there for that in many countries lots of bands that do that but you can kind of see why i think like young people be like why do i want to listen to this you know why do i want to listen to this thing that's you, you, you know that doesn't have anything modern at all about it and I think what Nilifer does is she just makes it sound like it's 2022, you yes. know? Like, yes. she, the, the, the song in the background at the moment has got a kind of breakbeat, yeah. you know? Um, and it's not like I'm in a band, so, well, or I'm, I'm a solo artist with a guitar, so I have to use, like, just a guitar and a bass and that kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, no, no, we're going to use this programmed electronic beat, yeah. or we're going to use... Um, uh, keyboards or we're going to use flute or whatever or we're going to sound a little bit like house or we're going to sound a little bit like drum and bass which yeah. I absolutely love and I think to that basically she um, she adds really really good good songwriting like which beautiful textures beautiful chord changes all these textures. kind of things reminds me a lot a lot of of Radiohead and song like uh, Midnight Sun for mm. example but not in like that kind of you know how like you get bands to sound like Radiohead and just like do it by sort of like trying to sound a bit like you know Creep and you're like mm, that's, mm. that's not really she goes kind of for the more like experimental side um, of, of doing it um, uh, and I just I, I just loved it like one of the things about Miss Universe the last time there's this big concept behind it which is like basically she was talking about some kind of wellness centre wasn't yeah, it yeah which I, I thought was interesting but I didn't I didn't White get and I thought that was almost a little bit forced. I love that album, but it felt a little bit forced. And like she was like, "No, this has got to be about something. It's got to be bigger yeah. in this kind of way." Um, and I think she's kind of relaxed. She was actually talking about recording this album. She was like, "At times, you know, I didn't work that hard on it." And she was like, "I can't just do that. I've got to work the hardest. I got to like do you know twenty hours a day." And she was like, "No, but it's coming out and it's sounding really good. So why should I work that that that, that kind of hard?" Kind of Robert Pattinson when he acts. It's <laughs> like, why do I have to suffer and stuff? Just learn my lines and say it in my style, and it'll come out. <laughs> I, I I I love the song "Stabilize" because it could have been a block party song. Obviously, the spiky guitar and a lot of the structure. Uh, Block Party's Silent Alarm was one of the best albums to come out of London in its day. The urgency of the pulsating rhythms with the lyrics expressing a certain anguish and unease make it, make it a very London thing, like a very London experience. But I love what she's done with it because it's like a successful endeavor of making a drum and bass indie song. Like, yeah. you could stick it in a Ronnie Size um, uh, DJ set and it would be like a, it would fit, but at the same time, it would be a change in texture from the typical sort of drum and bass woof. You know, it, it, it works. It's a very interesting experiment. Also, I really like the way that, that there's a lot of... It's it's very, very downbeat. I mean, a song like Company is about giving up, basically. And she's talking like lines like, good luck, human. Um, and it kind of... I can tell you're all exhausted. And it sounds like, whoa, really? Because, you know, we, we, all, we all kind of feel like that. You know, it's been, been a rough, rough few mm -hmm. years. And you're kind of like, wow, I'm really feeling this. And then, towards the end, Another Life, it kind of 
feels happy again. Uh, was that just me? I kind of feel like, oh yeah, we're we're kind of back in a in a in a, in a good place. And I love her that, that she actually kind of brought us out of that, you know. And at the end, it's like, yeah, okay, all right, okay, another life. Uh, other things are possible. I am all in. Ma, what do you reckon? I loved it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like I, I really like her as a singer, but I, I, I. I don't think I've listened to the full album, the last one. I think I listened to a few of the singles and stuff, but I don't think I went like album mode. And I really like this one. And I, my conclusion while listening to it, because I feel like I only when we're talking about albums, I have like just a sentence, but mm, it's a sentence that I <laughs> pops in my mind while listening. I feel like Nilofer Yanya is um, Nilofer. 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 How did I say it? Nilofer, Nilofer. Nilofer, like Nilofer, I was always saying it. Nilofer. 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 Yanya is the Fiona Apple for the girls who, whose Otessa Mosfek, the writer, is Sally Bruni. Whoa. <laughs> who's, who's what writer? Sally Bruni. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Nilofer uh, Yanya is, is the Fiona Apple for, of the girls whose Otessa Mosfek is Sally Bruni. Otessa Mosfeg? Otessa Mosfeg um, wrote um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Okay. And, and Sally Rooney is the one, uh, normal people and stuff. It's like, it's like it, and I love them both. I, I I need them both to exist, but I feel like Milo Yanya is the Otessa Mosfeg of, of the, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, if I've got to go to a desert yeah, island, like, like the book, I have to take a Sally Rooney book and the Nulu for Yanya yeah. album, and it will yeah. complement yeah. my experience. Yeah, like, there's two types of, of girls in the world, and I'm both of them. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're <laughs> probably in love with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's the, girl, there's the mood that you need um, Fiona Apple and, and Otessa. Yeah. Um, it's more like um, you're experiencing, like, a lot of things, but in a more, like, um, cold and satire way mm-hmm. and and Nilofer is like you're experiencing a lot of things but it's not that satire cold aspect ironic it's more um, a feeling like you said more easygoing like it's not forced it's not it feels like but it, we're still talking about kind of the same thing and and yeah it's it's cool being both of them because everyone has this duality and and I really enjoyed that of her yeah there, i mean there's a song like trouble is sm- which is smooth and dreamy but also dark and melancholy with those reverberating textures and pulsa- pulsating rhythm the kind of song to soundtrack a search for someone in the neon midnight streets who means the world to you i don't know i wrote that down thought it sounded really <laughs> poetic and nice and then i could imagine the batman walking through that through that oh it's because it's so good that would be a power power couple wouldn't it? Robert Pattinson and Nilofer Yanya. Um, yes. Well, he was with FKA Twigs, who... <gasps> if, well, no, no, nothing to do with Nilofer mm. Yanya, but... Um, I, I always forget that he did that too. Yeah. What happened? Have you heard Cellophane? It's, about, it's Robert. about Robert Pattinson. Did that end that badly man, or did that... That man did that too. <laughs> if you listen to that album, it's a strong album. Yeah, right. And it was because of... Robert I mean, in a ob- bad way. But, a, but w- he wasn't as bad as Shia no, LaBeouf, no, 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 right? No, 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 not in that way. Uh, so I get the sense that Robert Pattinson ends well. Like, I don't think he's enemies with Kirsten Stewart, no? Yeah, no, because, yeah, she just was like, oh, actually, I'm a lesbian. Oh, okay, um, so <laughs> let's just drop it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but FK, she was really heartbroken. You can really tell, like, 
the way she sings in that album and what she sings. And Robert Pattinson was the one who broke her heart. But in a, in a sense that you can sing about it and, and heal from it, not in a sense that you're a psycho abuser. Yeah. Uh-huh. N- Nilifer sounds a bit like she's had her heart broken on this album. She doesn't sound doesn't sound happy. Poor Nilifer. Yeah, yeah. But that makes for great songwriting, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Boy. Yeah, exactly. Great albums. Mm-hmm. Can I can I before before we move on, can I uh direct everyone to the interview I did with Nilifer? Oh yeah, yes, this was when last year? Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen I remember. Yeah, on yeah. on the back of her first album. I yeah, remember. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Well, when I'm we sure you can find it somewhere if you look for RPS Nilifer. Nilofa Yanya. Um, by the way, she's not playing Primavera? No, I don't think so. Because I was looking at her touring schedule and I'm like, wait, what? Or was or did she play 2019? She did, yeah. yeah. That was it. That, yeah, yeah. The Paul Christoffel, I think, was one of the first in the booking team to, to be on to her, or I might be mistaken. I don't know. She also played at Soho House in 2019. Yeah. I believe. Oh, and Barcelona's on the cover of her latest record. What? I was looking at the, this and I was like, do all cities look the same or is this my city? Right, okay. What happens is, you know, on, well, you don't use Apple Music, do you? No. Well, on Apple Music, they've got this new thing, which is like basically um, the the graphics of the album. They, they move or something yeah. weird. So on the graphics of her album, uh, let me try to find it. They It swoops in and out, basically. And so when it swoops out, you can definitely see it's a Tori Agba. Mm. Oh! Um, and I was because like, I was looking, I was like, I recognise that where city. And who do we She's know? From London. Do do we? Can we find the credits of who designed this album cover? Because maybe it's a studio in Barcelona, and that's why. Uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, La Torre Akbar. It is. It is. It Which is. Right next to us. Oh damn! Nilufer painless cover artwork. No, no, I can't find the credits. Um, but yeah, let's listen to a little bit of this song. Stranger to my heart, stranger side by side, strangers all our lives, strangers triple punk and the ways I'm broken, it troubles one cone, one sweet spoken, it troubles me now if I dare I open, some people won't hurt us, faintest notion, triple punk and the ways I'm Fine, shit. I don't know who designed the cover art, but I will find it and tweet it, maybe. I don't even have Twitter. Anyway, um, uh, I'd like to use extra time. We're going into extra time on Heavy Rotation's time schedule. You're, you're still listening to Radio Primavera Sound, the weekly review, hosted by Ben Cardiou, Marvai Verdu, and Johan Wall, with Andre Ignat on the controls. And right now, I'd like to direct the attention to Atlanta. The fine show that has now been moved to Disney Plus, created by child, um, Donald childish. Glover, not Childish Gambino, same <laughs> person, but yeah, it's the Donald Glover. Uh, what a show, what a show. Uh, it's about to premiere its third season. Obviously, they had to stop everything due to the pandemic and stuff, so it's taken a while to follow four up. Year, not for years, but it felt like a long time. It felt like a very long time. Uh, so I've been binging season one and season two all over again. And it really is a very unique TV show. Um, I mean, the characters are so brilliant. Brian Tyree Henry as Paperboy, so deadpan, perfectly conveys the apathy of someone who can't be arsed with dealing with anyone's bullshit. 
Darius, played by Lakeith Sanfield. If Robert Pattinson is your spirit animal, my spirit animal is Darius. Uh, and Lakeith Stanfield in general. He kills it. <laughs> he is. It, it's because it's. it really is a unique kind of comedy uh, mm. because they're not out to be ha-ha funny, but they're hilarious because the comic timing, yeah. the awkward situations. Glover... Also, the commentary in each episode, it's like so subtle, but it's always so spot on. Like, it, it's... I don't know. I've never seen a show that's so good at making commentary but not making it obvious or paternalizing and stuff yeah. like I just I think it's one of the it's my favorite show like I always recommend Atlanta to people I and mean, now that's easier to stream it because then I was like yeah you have to go and oof, search yeah. it online however you can but now you can just go on Disney Disney said. Plus I mean, there's that episode in season one. I think it caps off season one, which is Juneteenth. Oh, no spoilers, no the, spoilers. This one's my favorite. I did a whole um, essay for university about this episode. It's just so good. Uh, without giving away anything, it's, it, it tackles a kind of not just white privilege, but like um, a, a, a upper, upper class Afro descendant people and how they kind of tokenize their blackness uh, amongst the privileged. I don't know, it's so subtle. Only someone like Glover or or any of the talented Afro-descendant writers working right now in Hollywood could could make. And what's beautiful about this series, which is it is a, a black comedy in the sense of not black as in the race, as in, but as in it's, it's, it's got dark humor, is that it also has a couple of episodes that have this kind of horror element psych horror which is very much a thing now you know thanks to people like jordan peele mm -hmm. or ah, the creator of uh, them damn it her name she did she wrote she co-wrote master of none i've got it written down somewhere ah, her anyway yes yeah jordan peele well jordan peele you know there's this this new kind of what, yeah. horror genre where what, told from the 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 the, the, the lena wave Lena Waithe is her name, you know, the, and the series she created with Little Martin, them. It's that kind of horror. There's this episode in season two, Teddy. That episode just left me with a, a weird feeling inside. Like, I think I couldn't sleep for, like, it got me thinking a lot. It, I just loved it so much. And it, it has nothing to do with the plot. And, and I love how I think in season one as well, there's like an episode that has nothing to do with the plot. And it, it just like... And a special episode where, where they go like on TV and it's like a fake TV. Yes, yeah. a fake. They're, yeah, and and it's these ones are like the best, not the best episodes because each episode has uh, something special yeah. that gets you thinking about it. And and yeah, the, there's the the second one, I, the second season that has this this. Well, there's like, a couple of those which play with that kind of horror element. There's one called Woods where mm, Paper Boy, mm -hmm, boy gets yeah. lost in the woods and it's very sinister and he runs mm -hmm. into all kinds of danger and you think. Paperboy is a big guy. He's an intimidating guy. And you see him feeling fear. And you'd understand it's like anyone in a situation like that, regardless of race and stuff, is, you know, it's, it's, it's a spooky situation. But that Teddy Perkins episode, obviously, it's been written about how it's an allusion to Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. you know, about... It's it's played by Donald Glover on a white face. Like, on white no, face, yeah. exactly. Don Donald Glover wearing wa a white face. Yeah, and like blackface, um, uh, uh, inverse inverse yeah, blackface, yeah. you know. So it's like, wow, the layers of things he's doing. And, you know, the fact it, it's just you get scared watching Lakeith, uh, Darius walking into a house 
you know, it's like, man, you're black. You can't walk into a person's house. Uh, you'll get shot by the cop. You know, you, you feel, you project fears into situations with, and, and it's almost like, you know, like if I put a widescreen shot of, of, of this black guy walking into a house, you know, a very nice suburban house, you know, it's like, dude, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, avoid those. kind. It's like, it's like when you see those videos of black people driving in a car and a cop like asking them to wind. It's like, just put your hands on the steering wheel. Don't resist arrest because you just know inside of you that it'll turn bad. If you do any kind of sudden movement, that's it. Your life is, you know, uh, so it's it, it's it's very cool how they play with these kind of things and it's this kind of horror that doesn't require spirits or a, or an axe murder or anything mm -hmm. it's just a black person walking in a sit in a in a house Woof. that's scary because the outcome could be terrible i just thought the balance between the various singles was absolutely perfect like it's incredible how like they, they kind of switch from from one note to another you know like from something really really funny to something really brutal mm -hmm. just at the absolute yep. drop yep. of the hat like I've, I've only seen five episodes but that was five episodes yesterday and um, <laughs> that's how you know a show is yeah funny. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I binge uh, but like I'm thinking when they're in the police station in, in episode two yes and Whoa. It, it's, it's all sort of they're all laughing about about someone who, who who's is, got a mental discapacity yeah yeah and then they do something and they just start beating the stick start, it just totally pulls the rug from underneath you yeah you know and it doesn't feel like sometimes that can feel really difficult or really it doesn't quite it doesn't quite fit you're like well but it all works within the atmosphere. It's incredible how they do it. And it's, he can go so far with this, as in because he's got the license to. It's like he can denounce all kinds of micro racisms and all the levels and all kinds of uh, even homophobia and stuff. I think in that in that prison episode, there's a good situation where <laughs> the, he's in the middle of this declaration of love between a, a trans person and this other thug, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's all these cringy moments. One of my favorite episodes is when he takes his 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 girlfriend, who he's in an open relationship with. They go out to dinner, and he's barely got like I don't know if he's got like fifty dollars in his on his card, and he's struggling in this restaurant where he's got this waiter who's like really pushing all the specials on them. Is like, why don't you have the lobster? And the girlfriend's like, oh yeah, you know. And he's like, oh, you're killing me here, you know. He's having the phone like paperboy, like, dude, can you put like. $20 into my account. And he doesn't even know how much he's charging. He's like, well, how much is that? And it's like, oh, it's market rate. It's like, market no, rate. it's like the oh! nightmare. That's the worst trap. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, when you go to a restaurant and it says market rate or SP or anything, mm -hmm. it doesn't say the price. Just avoid it unless you're rich or you're not strapped for cash. But it's always a trap. It's always a trap. I mean, it's going to be good, but not always. You know. And do you want some news on Series 3? Yes. Right, yes. apparently it's coming March 24th. Yes. So, later this month. And they've been filming in Europe. Yes, I oh. saw the trailer. It's the Paperboys goes on tour through Europe. and it Because the last episode, they are on a plane, right? The, the last episode in season two mm. ends up like on a note in which he almost gets like caught in the airport because of something. I'm not going to no. not spoil it. I think they end up on a plane. Oh, maybe then, then I, thought I, ha I thought I'd seen the last episode. Maybe I haven't seen it. I, I saw... Well, uh, well there, I thought that that he Paperboy kind of doubts um, mm -hmm. uh, Earn's talents as, as a music a, manager, yeah. and he's like, mm, "Boy, you know, you keep booking me into these crappy gigs." Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But obviously, well, you know, the story. I don't know. So, uh, it all, is it all set on Europe? It, from the trailer, it looks like it's all set in different European countries, especially Holland, red light district, <laughs> all the kind of situations. Darius takes mushrooms, that kind of thing. They've definitely been filming in London because uh, uh -huh. they, they were spotted filming out in, in Stoke Newington 
and eat Barcelona, I would. Uh, I would love that. Oh, so. I'd hate it though, because I'd have the FOMO of, of why missing. didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this with uh, what did they shoot here? Mm, oh, no, I didn't get FOMO. Uh, what's his name? Tom Holland and Mark well, Wahlberg yeah. shot this new film that the they, apparently was all, one, yeah. a lot of Uncharted. A lot of it was shot in Barcelona. Uh, so many things get done in Barcelona, and, and I hate it when I find out afterwards. It's like, oh, I would have gone and taken a photo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking by, like that. Hey, hey, you're the hey. person we need. And then you know, you put your photo on Instagram. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's been a wonderful <laughs> honor. <laughs> they unsaid. Uh, yeah. pr- pressing my services to Mark Wahlberg while he was here. It's like, what services? Oh, you know, I was just thinking of Fake it till you make it. Anna Delvey, the greatest icon ever. Yeah, <laughs> always use Instagram as a tool. Um, uh, 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 do we have time for anything else, Andre? Give, no. We can say goodbye uh, because that's all we have time for. We're going to leave the studio ready for Victor Trapero, who's going to come in now with a heavy rotation where he's going to bring you the latest in uh, the music that he's always so good at capturing on his radar. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Do, do listen to Nilifa and do watch Atlanta. And um, do expect a nice episode with Robert Pattinson coming soon. Do you know what? He hasn't got back to me yet, but like he's probably on a different time zone. So, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's, you know, I've invited him officially for Line Noise's 100th episode. Oh, he would be so honored. Project, project into the universe. <laughs> well, I am. Huh? I'm, I'm, but I'm also projecting into my Instagram messages. He's only got like three quarters of a million followers. He's surely, you know. Uh, easy. Yeah. Well, this was the weekly review. Thank you for listening. Silverware, but really, are you eating no? Yeah. Are you eating no? Nigga, are you eating no? Breakfast, lunch, and dinners for beginners, you ain't eating no. Never catching cases, why they faces look so EMO. Watch a hater hate me, wanna play me like a piano. My architect, no Japanese. Yo, girl, she Japanese. No hands like soccer teams. Y'all fuck boys like soccer teams. You niggas ain't Japanese. Niggas ain't looking like me. Nah, I ain't checking ID. But I bounce them with no problem. Tell them problem. I'm winning, yeah, yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning, yeah, yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning, yeah, yeah, I'm winning. Rich kid, asshole, paint me as a villain. Don't be mad, cause I'm doing me better than you doing you. Don't be mad, cause I'm doing me better than you doing you. Don't be mad, cause I'm doing me better than you doing you. Better than you doing you. Different color my passport, Instagram my stack load Hashtag my day wear and your girl drank my daycare And I'm born rich, life ain't fair Silver spoon, cool ho Ain't nobody sicker in my Fisker room ho Ain't nobody Fiskers don't make noise when they start up, just so you know Top of the holy totem Rich forever, a million was not the quota My father owned half a MoMA and did it with no diploma Year off, got no rules, tripping off of them toadstools More green than my Whole Foods and I'm too fly Jeff Goldblum got a glass house in the Palisades That AKA, white hood, white hood Okay, okay, okay Furniture custom, you shop at Ikea Told Maserati, you ripping the Kia Spending this money, is longer than near Live like a Coppola, me and Sophia Waking up broke, man, wouldn't wanna be a Friends with a dope man, help a nigga re-up Bring a girlfriend, man, trouble when I see her I'm winning, so they had to dump the game away. Now I don't give a fuck about my family name.